and occasionally we have five Fridays, which today happens to be one, that we call Wellness Fridays, where everybody's off, period. And it is just to focus on their health and wellness. Produced by Podcast Architects. Welcome back to another episode of The Path Forward. We're here at TexEdCon in Dallas, Texas. I'm your host, Dr. Rick Fernandez. I have a very special friend, guest, <laughs> joining me on the show, Dr. Sissy Reynolds-Perez. Hello. Kingsville ISD superintendent, proud superintendent. <laughs> That's right, Bremas. <laughs> so, new school year, we're back in action, exciting time. What are you excited about? Well, I'm very excited because this year we uh, implemented an innovative calendar, we call. Okay. Uh, we rolled it out uh, when we became a district of innovation in the spring, and it's a four-and-a-half-day work week, uh, we call, a four-and-a-half-day. Uh, four days, uh, students come about 25 minutes longer okay. than they would have. And then on Fridays, uh, we have some Friday mornings where they come and they have innovation stations, interventions. Uh, we have had so many things that have brought the joy back to learning, okay. you know, the joy of learning back. Um, we first rolled this out once we said we're going to have to get the community's input first. And so I reached out to all the community members like Boys and Girls Club, Douglas Center, um, different community members that would help with child care because the parents, that was going to be their first concern was who am I going to leave my child with on Fridays, you know, if y'all are going to be closed half days. And so I met with all of them got great buy-in, and then uh, some of those, they charge tuition, which is Boys and Girls Club, a minimal tuition. But I met with our uh, foundation, and I met with our um, communities and schools, and they offered to uh, pay for scholarships, to fund if any of these organizations had tuition. Really? So Yes. So now there's no barriers at all. So um, we got all that buy-in first. We had town hall meetings, uh, make sure we answered any of our questions that the constituents had, and um, we rolled it out. But really it was um, created by our teachers and our staff on our advisory committee. They asked if I would consider that we pursue this. And with all the research that's been done, um, I said, yes, let's do it, you know, as long as we can get community buy-in. So we've rolled it out. So the first two Monday, uh, the first two Fridays of the month are the mornings from 8 to 12. And students come, and like I said, they're in innovation stations, and they're in interventions. And then the next Friday morning, uh, the third Friday morning of, uh, uh, the, of the month, is a teacher work day. Okay. So that means teachers come and students do not. And teachers are working on anything they need to work on, on to catch up. And um, so teachers are appreciating that. Okay, And that's when we can, as a superintendent, have principal meetings, assistant principal meetings, counselor meetings, and we can have them all together. And you're not pulling them off We're not pulling them off. Yeah, time. Exactly. Or, you know, to compromise safety, yes. right? So we have them all at the same time. We give a consistent message. So that's been helpful. And then on the fourth uh, Friday of the, mo- of the month, then we have what's called a PD. And that's where we have our professional development sure. those mornings. And, um, and occasionally we have five Fridays, which today happens to be one, 
that we call Wellness Fridays, okay. where everybody's off, period. And it is just to focus on their health and wellness, you know, is take some time to either, if you have to take your child to the doctor, which several people have told me what they're doing on Wellness Fridays, you know, and one of them had said, I had to take my child to the doctor, I didn't have to worry about calling in sick, yeah. you know, but I made his appointment, I could take my time. Um, others, they had two staff members that work with special ed, they um, purposely scheduled uh, pedicures, you know, yeah. just to go and pamper themselves a little bit and just to take some time out. Um, so, so far it's been very successful. We had to start 16 days earlier than normal because that takes care of those 16 Fridays right. where we're going to either have off or half, half days off. Um, so, but every every Friday, everybody's off. Once twelve thirty comes, everybody cafeteria custodians, bus drivers, teachers, every employee's off every Friday half day. And then on those wellness days, everybody's off all day. So, obviously, I know your your kids love it and your staff loves it. Do you think it's going to help with where everybody's struggling with teacher retention, attracting teachers across the country? Right. Is that something that you can say, hey, this is an opportunity for self-care. We're going to invest in right. you, not only to grow you, but also we're going to invest to make sure that you're taking care of your family. Right. And you can do some of the things so your weekends aren't right. work weekends. Exactly. And the very first Friday that we had this, um, our, our one of our counselors said, Dr. Pettis, for the first time on a Friday morning, I was able to see 17 of my seniors individually took our time, not having to worry about having to rush them back to class. We looked at their transcript. We were able to make sure that everything is on, you know, on path for them. And so that was huge. Um, one of my other teachers, biology teacher, he said, Dr. Pettis, even though we get off at 1230, I'm staying here because you know what? Nobody's going to be around. I can <laughs> get, get some, some work, work done, done yeah. and I don't have to use my Sunday to do it. So, you know, it's been wonderful. But also the community has brought in all sorts of programs for our kids on those innovation stations. Yeah. The universities that we have nearby, uh, they've brought 3D art. Uh, we're teaching archery. We're teaching golf to the younger children that um, would not have been exposed to some of these things. We're taking them on college trips and don't have to worry about taking them out of school. So, I mean, um, King Ranch has come over here and they're teaching kids how to rope. Uh, you know, it's really thrilling to see what the kids are doing. And it's all hands-on experiences. Uh, I mean, kudos to you. Kudos to the district. And you've, you, since you've been there, we, we arrived at the same time. And I have seen from afar, you, you, you started leading when you got there, mm -hmm. right? And it's amazing that you've been able to to not only unify the community, but during a time when, all right, what do we, how do we figure some of this stuff out? Because right. it's crazy. You provided an opportunity for students to get individualized learning, for counselors to give individualized support, yes. for, for your staff to do things that are healthy for them. You're a risk taker. Would you agree with it a little bit? <laughs> yeah. You, you got to sell these things, right? <laughs> yes. You know? Yes, that's true. But uh, we were just very purposeful about yeah. everything that we were doing uh, to make sure that we also use the gift of time because what can you control? Sure. You know, when you're a superintendent, you know, money, we can't always control how much we get. <laughs> no. That's for sure. Yeah. You know, but time, yeah. we all know we have certain amount of hours in the, you know, the week. How are we going to arrange it? that'll benefit our kids Absolutely. and our staff and, and our parents too. So you're a risk taker and, mm -hmm. and you're leading something else. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of our colleagues have joined your yes. cause. Share yes. a little bit about that. 
Okay, so back in March, um, we had we already knew that we had a different star test this year. It's called we call it Star 2.0, right? And so we knew there was going to be a different test. And every five years or so, there is a different test. Sure. You know about TOS, TAX, Teams. We've had them all. Star. And every time that occurs, we're given like a year to prepare, kind of like a pause. We're not going to rate you right. um, because we know that you have to learn how to prep and plan for this. You know, we have to buy instructional materials. We mm -hmm. have to do professional development planning, all that. So, um, but this year, for some reason, with the new STAR test, um, we weren't given that grace. Um, and in March, the super, I mean, the commissioner had a superintendent Zoom with all superintendents across the state of Texas. And he shared his PowerPoint that said, um, and, and I, I, I remember seeing the slide, and I was in my conference room on our big Promethean board, you know, with my team, and um, and it said, you know, you could be an a, you could be an A this past year and improve instructionally, right? But you're going to drop in your grade, okay? It may happen that you're going to drop in, a, in your rating, and I'm like, how does that make sense, you know? And so I took that picture, I took a, a cell phone picture of it because I was like, I can't believe that I'm seeing this. You know, I need to kind of come back to it and see, did I see that right? And did he explain that right? And shortly after, superintendents really across the state started saying, is this correct? Could this be true, you know? And so we uh, all gathered pretty collectively sure. to create a letter by 250 superintendents written to uh, Commissioner Morath and Governor Abbott asking for a pause on the ratings um, to just like it's been done every so many years, yes. right? And nothing different than has been done. And uh, we'd never heard anything back from either one of them. And then in May, we, uh, we all talked to our legislators and 55 of the legislators, um, bipartisan group, joined together, wrote a letter, and I have all the signatures of them too, um, also to Commissioner Morath and uh, Governor Abbott and asking for the pause, nothing. And then in June, I reached out to our uh, representative, J.M. Lozano, and I said, look, we haven't heard anything, you yeah. know. This thing seems to, this train is coming, and I cannot believe it's coming because that's not good for the community. Um, and so he wrote a letter, nothing. And um, so then it was already July, and we got a timeline saying that the ratings were going to be coming out, you know, September 28th. And I remember thinking, you know, we, we worked our way because Keensville ISD about five years ago had an F rating. I came to Keensville. This is I'm starting my fourth year. I came to Keensville because that's my hometown. Yes. Grew up elementary, middle school, high school. Went to college there. My uh, for my bachelor's degree. Uh, my husband and I grew up there, and so I have a very you know I have a passion for Keensville. Absolutely. Obviously, I'm a Brema, you know, <laughs> and. Um, so I went back there because I saw the failing district, right. you know, failing district. And I felt like I've got to be able to do something to try to help. You know, I'm at the point where I'm old enough to retire, you know, and it's like, you know, maybe I can go help before I leave, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I saw what it did to the community when they got an F, okay. The, there was a flight of students that left, which means funding, significant funding leaves your district, which means then what do you have to do? Cut staff. Um, closed schools. Yeah. It's, it's a snowball. It's, it's a snowball yeah. effect. Also, uh, the first day I got the job, um, our judge, County Judge Madrid and the mayor called me and I had a meeting with them and uh, Judge Madrid said, um, 
couple years ago, the Pentagon, the, he, he works with the Navy very, very well because he was in the Navy. Um, we wanted them to bring a program to Keensville because we have the Navy base there. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had to pitch Keensville, you know. And he said, we had all the boxes checked, you know, um, you know, the location, you know, the tech, everything, right. you know. And the main question they asked was, so tell us why your school district is an F. Oh. Okay. And he feels that had a lot to do with them not bringing that program, right? So economically, that impacts the community. Absolutely does. So when I saw that, oh my God, you know, we could end up being a D or an F because we, even though we raised it to a C plus, 78, um, we were, we grew. We, uh, we had been growing. Students improved. Students improved, exactly. That's the mission. And um, even this year, our high school scores, those are the only scores we had at the time because all the rest were in the zone of uncertainty. And I don't know if you've heard about that, but that's a whole other explanation <laughs> of terms that TEA is using. And um, so I saw, okay, our high school has improved in every single subject. How fair, unfair is that for us to then drop to a D or an F? We didn't know. Again, we were in the zone of uncertainty. So I said, we've got to do something. So I contacted our attorneys and I said, can't you all file an injunction or something? You know, isn't there something you can right. do legally to help us? I don't understand why nothing's happening. Uh, this can't be real. And um, he, he said, you know what, let me, let's look at some laws, but I'm going to tell you, Sissy, he goes, I'm going to need one district that, that I have to represent in order to do this, you know? And I said, oh God. I said, well, <laughs> see what you can find first, you know? And so he and, and his firm, they, they looked in all the law books and he describes it. I mean, they had the law books, they were looking at everything and they found uh, some statutes that actually had been violated. And um, so then he brought that to us on uh, Tuesday for the board meeting, uh, before the board meeting. He comes and meets with me before and then we go to the board meeting. And he said, okay, I found some statutes. He's showing them to me. He goes, you know, come on. He goes, I need one district, you know. And I said, wow. And, and I had prayed about it. Believe me, I had prayed about <laughs> it. And, um, and I said, you know what, if, if my board will support me, yeah. then it's the right thing to do. What could I lose, really? I mean, I could retire, like I said. And, you know, you get a little more brave when yeah, you're, you're like, at that you age. That, you got that Trump, yeah, the Trump you know, card it's to play like, up. you know, okay, I guess yeah. I have to retire. But, uh, but it was just the right thing to do. So I took it to my board, and a couple of them are here. There's one of them right there. And um, he, um, and every one of them, we hadn't even finished saying it all because they've experienced the F few years before. Yeah. And they know how important this is. All of them said, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. So we did it, you know, uh, we started spreading the word. Our attorney started spreading the word to other uh, districts he works with, you know, and that weekend I remember thinking, what did I just do? You know, <laughs> because we're not really hearing from anybody. Um, but I walked out really from that mass. I remember it was very, I'll never forget it, thinking, no, this was the right thing to do. There was a song that played, Be Not Afraid. And I thought, okay, I, I cannot be afraid That's if right. it's the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. So since then, we've, um, we've moved forward, and um, now we're at 105 districts, as of last night, that have joined us, uh, and from all over Texas. So we've got, you know, Edinburgh, Ed Couch Elsa, we've got El Paso, we've got Dallas, Frisco, uh, Fort Worth, Cypress Fair, um, mm -hmm. Spring Branch, you know, just all over, and Del Valley, and um, it's just been wonderful to meet all these superintendents and even talking to their boards who have unanimous, unanimously voted to join. Right. 
and it really, in Corpus Christi ISD, it really makes a statement to our teachers and staff that we are standing up for them, that it is not a fair system when you don't know the rules before the game is going to be played, <clears throat> and you're expected to achieve. Um, so that's where we are with this right now. You know, it's amazing to me, the irony of sitting and telling a bunch of educators that you did better and your grade is worse. <laughs> the other irony is, is that, you know, as a proud Texan, I'm, I'm proud our state is a, is a state where people come because there's great opportunity with, with in industry and business and, and it's, it's growing. But there seems to be a gap of, hey, that, that's wonderful, but if you cripple public education, whether by funding or whether by shuffling the deck at the last minute, who do you think are gonna? It's gonna hurt, who's exactly. Gonna, who's gonna do these jobs? Where that's does that true, industry? Too. Industry will not come here. Right. Um, exactly. And you're 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 shooting yourself in the foot. Right. You know, for who knows why, but it's just amazing to me that it doesn't make sense. It, it does, really does not make sense. It does not. Yeah. You know, so, hopefully, um, what I what I think this has done is kind of help bring together, you know, all of us for the common good. Now, some districts, if they're in a bond, they're trying to pass a bond. Yeah. I mean, they don't want to rock the boat about anything. Of you know. So politically, some just can't, but they're cheering us on. Uh, they're continually texting me or things like that. So we have a hearing on October 10th at 9 in the morning at Travis County Courthouse. And so we will see what happens. Let's hope that, our, the, that the judge sees that the law has been violated. And um, all we're asking is that the law be followed, uh, that we be played fairly. Yeah. You know? I mean, yes. <laughs> Give us the rules, right? Right, you can't, before you can't, the game. Yeah, you don't shuffle the deck yes. in the middle of the game. You right, can't. and a great analogy was baseball. Also, I know I've heard a lot about football. If you move the goalposts afterwards, <laughs> but the baseball, you know, when they change the pitch count, yeah. you know, and all yeah. that, they they actually vetted that for yeah. a while, you know, in the minors or wherever before they brought it to the majors, and everybody knew about it beforehand, and then it rolls out smoothly. This has been done after the fact, and the fact that there was a delay. Just a couple yeah. of weeks ago, uh, by the commissioner, tells us the math was not right. It wasn't, you know, something's and off. something's not right. Um, why not just say, okay, time out? You know, we need to look at how we've rolled this out and let's fix it. Well, I mean, did you think it was going to catch fire, be a movement <laughs> when you were like, I'm like oh, how's this, this kind of growing? It's growing legs. Yeah. Well, that first week, like I said, it was very terrifying. But my husband, I remember my husband told me, I was with my husband and my daughter, and I said, I uh, just want you all to know that I'm going to be filing this lawsuit. <laughs> it is against the commissioner of education. <laughs> uh, and, you know, my daughter's in education, so she works in, in Corpus Christi. And my husband said, Okay, you're going to file this? He goes, and just watch. It's going to be big. And my daughter says, Mom, y'all are going to be the little engine that could, you know. And But that first week, like I said, it was kind of crickets, you know. But then shortly after, I think when people started doing their formulas yeah. and started realizing, wait a minute, some of my campuses are going to be D's and F's, yet they improved. So the more the, that started coming out, then we started hearing. And um, the word just started spreading. You know, it's been wonderful. So changing the subjects, you, you're, you're leading this cause. But if we're bringing it back to students, what's next? What's the evolution of Kingsville ISD? You've got great programming. You've been innovative. You've led. So what's next for your kids? 
for our kids is continuing to bring the joy of learning to them. Um, different programs, career and technology programs. We had our, our college fair, college and career fair uh, two nights ago, and it was full. Um, I, I loved it. And we're bringing more scholarships to our students. So like A&M Keensville, of course, you know, it's in sure. our hometown. Um, they surprised 10 seniors with scholarships for their following year. No when they graduate. Yes, it was a surprise, you know, just automatically, you know. And um, so just trying to bring more of those opportunities that hadn't been there previously, but not even just from our hometown universities and colleges, but from all across the nation. So right. we had like Penn State there, you know, we had uh, many, you know, different ones there as well. Um, just expose Keensville ISD and our students to opportunities they wouldn't have normally received uh, because of the constraints of the scheduling or money, funding. Yeah. Um, many of them hadn't even been out of Keensville. Exposure. Right, just exposure. Exposing. Let's go to NASA, let's go to SpaceX, let's go to places and you're not having to worry that you're missing class because we're going to do it on Friday mornings. It's also good for the district uh, financially mm -hmm. because we don't have to get subs anymore on Fridays. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. our Fridays were the worst for subs. For everybody, yeah. For I mean, everybody. People were spending millions of dollars yes, a year yes, just yes. trying to, to make class happen. Yes, and then having a lot of subs in classes because the coaches are gone, you know, for their games or meets. But that's not that wasn't our driving force. Sure. It's just um, a good consequence from it. Absolutely. You know, so. Produced by Podcast Architects.